1: Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, a, you know, a, a clown. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose.
2: It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Tacy, my wife. Hello, Tacy.
0: Hello, everyone.
2: This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you got a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, fi- uh, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. And very good. Please don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. And we have something new on there that I... Um, I'm interested in trying, and I put out a, a just a, a bulletin on uh, Twitter asking people about it, and it's Manuka Honey. And um, if you go to stuff.drsteve.com about the second thing on there, you can click on it and look. They got all this crazy skin care stuff, and I know that they use it for wound care in some places, and some people just swear by it. And I first time I saw it... There was um, some shampoo that you had that had manuka honey in it or something?
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Well, Okay. I, that's, I, I remember that. But anyway, um, check it out. Just go to stuff.drsteve.com. And if you are shopping at Amazon, use that as well and just click through to there. It really helps us out. Don't forget tweakedaudio.com. If you use offer code FLUID, you'll get 33% off the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere. And if you want to lose weight with Tacy and me, and we are both killing it right now, mm. noom.drsteve.com, N-O-O-M.drsteve.com. It's not a diet. It's a psychology program. You get two weeks free. And if you decide to do it and it's only a three-month program, it's not forever like – uh uh, some other programs are that have points and stuff that rhyme with slate flautters. Um If you go to noom.drsteve.com, you can do that three-month program. You get 20% off if you decide to continue, but you can try it for two weeks first and see if you like it. And then uh, go to drsteve.com if you want archives of the show. I'm throwing in some extra stuff, and you get a COVID-19 weird medicine face mask while they last for thirty bucks. It's in the middle of the page. It just says get every uh, get every show on a thumb drive, because from now on only episodes three hundred and up are going to be uh, for free on the laugh button. I, and if you had a subscription to premium.drsteve.com, thank you. Uh, God bless you for doing that, and uh, uh, all of those subscriptions have been canceled you will not be charged anymore if you are let me know and uh but all of the free shows are now um just going to be at the laugh button and on itunes and it'll be episode 300 and above because that's pretty much where we stopped being quite so vile <laughs> but if you want to hear the early Yay! really vile stuff then you got to get the uh the the uh, thumb drive and it's 32 gig thumb drive and it's only got 19 gigs of stuff on there so there's a little extra data for you to use well there you go so what do you think of that
0: well I don't think much of it at
2: all so you were talking about if you even want to talk about this that you don't get nervous get coming on this dumb radio show
0: no and I just had an interview It wasn't even in person it wasn't for a job it was for
2: a volunteer um, position. A right?
0: volunteer position, and I got so <laughs> nervous, and my voice was shaky, and um, I, can't I think you it being still nervous. kind of is, and and I um, I just need to settle down. I don't even understand where it cu- came from. It didn't hit me till right when it started, and had I known that that was going to happen, I could have taken a little extra Xanax, you know. <sighs> but I was feeling just fine, Dang, and I, I then didn't have the
2: right sound effect. On. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we got to wait for the sound effects. Yeah, Quality right show. Everyone. Right. Quality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done that and my voice wouldn't have been like this. What? And um, so just ridiculous. And and um, I really wanted this volunteer spot. And um,
2: if, 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 to get that nervous over interviewing for a volunteer spot. A volunteer
0: spot. spot. Well, so,
2: I mean, that you're taking it seriously. Anyway. I,
0: I mean, it, it would be a great thing for my job. And um, I'm sure the people I was interviewing didn't say, well, at least she's taking it seriously. Listen to how nervous she is. You know, I <laughs> no, just no, anyway. What, what
2: they were saying was, what the hell? This is a volunteer job. Why is she so nervous? And I,
0: I come up the stairs and I'm like, I'm getting ready to do a radio show that like four or five whole people listen to, yeah. which is more than what was on. True. The Webex, and um, not nervous at all.
1: Perhaps
2: more than that taste. but anyway.
0: Yeah, like six. (laughs) And they're all friends of ours, and they're probably lying about it. Holly's the only one who listens.
2: That's true. My niece Holly has listened from day one to every single show, Mm -hmm. sometimes twice, which is really weird. But she likes us, so there you go. All right. Well, listen, last time we were talking about chemicals in meat and uh, we kind of had to cut the show short because we ran out of time. And the question was uh, somebody was calling in about they love to grill and are they at at high cancer risk? Well, when you grill stuff, uh, you make these, um, you make char and the char uh, is really just sort of well, it's burnt protein, right? And uh, the some of the chemicals that are in that charred meat are called heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and they're chemicals that form when muscle meat is cooked using high temperature methods, like you know, grilling over an open flame or something like that. Now, in laboratory experiments, and I talk about this a lot, particularly on my Twitter feed, about some of this COVID-19 stuff where they go, oh, well, this protein was found to inhibit COVID-19. Well, that's in the test tube. We call that in vitro. There's in vivo, meaning in life, and in vitro, meaning outside the, of, you know, of a living system. In other words, in the Petri dish or a test tube. And so in laboratory experiments, these heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons have been found to be... Mutagenic, And all that means is that they can change the DNA in the cells that they're exposed to. Now, because, and and the reason I bring this up about COVID-19 is people, you know, bleach will inhibit COVID-19 in the test tube, but you don't want to, you know, drink it or ingest it or anything like that. So uh, uh, just because something is effective or happens in the test tube doesn't mean it happens in the body. So, when you take um, amino acids and pr- – well, proteins are just strings of amino acids and then sugars and, uh, and then heat them at high temperatures, you'll get these things. And the polyaromatic hydrocarbons are formed when fat and juices from the meat uh, drip onto the surface and then cause flames and smoke. And then it, and then it comes – you know, it, it aerosolizes and then redeposits back onto the meat. And that's what makes it taste good though, right? Taste?
0: Yeah, I'm still worried about how I messed up on that interview. So
2: <laughs> oh, No. Oh, you on. may not
0: have me this to... I know. Now comes the guilt. Do
2: you want me to just do this show by myself?
0: No, it's fine. I'll just sit here
2: and okay. make fun of do you. Do you need to go get a, something to drink or No, I've take got a pill I'm gonna work anything.
0: out later. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. You did fine. The fact that you're that you interviewed for a volunteer position should at least reflect positively on you. And the other thing I'll tell you about you that you may not know is and that and other people I'm not the only one that says this a lot of times you think that you did poorly in some situation nobody else notices that that's internal and I'm the same way we're both type a we want everything to be perfect and just like when we did um, uh, you know weird medicine in the studio the first time particularly I had that big giant book of topics because God forbid we didn't have enough to talk about and i was really nervous but people you know didn't notice that you know i noticed it i thought i was really doing a horrible horrible job and then you got anthony cumia who i was sitting in his chair who was sitting there watching us with his girlfriend and they were praying that we were going to f up because it would be way funnier mm-hmm. but he came up to us afterwards so that was the best first show i've ever heard of course it, We've never gotten any better from that first show. (laughs) We're exactly the same. But if this were our first show, it would be a pretty good show. But anyway. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I'll guarantee you did fine. And if they give it to you, you know you did fine. If they don't give it to you, it's a blessing because then you you actually need something else to do with your life. True. Okay? So either way, it's a good thing. All right. Um, So what is there any ev- so just because they're mutagenic in the test tube doesn't mean that these things are carcinogenic in humans so there's been a couple of studies that show that exposure to these uh chemicals can cause cancer in animal models and a lot of the experiments the rodents they you know we do mice the poor mice uh they were fed a diet supplemented with these HCA's. they couldn't just grill them some meat and feed it to them they had to take all the pleasure out of it, so they just gave them the uh, HCAs, and they developed tumors of the breast, colon, liver, skin, prostate, and other organs. Rodents fed the um, P- the poly, um, whatever, the poly, whatchamacallits, polyaromatic hydrocarbons. Um, also developed some tumors, and let me see what they were. They were... Um, uh, uh, leukemia and tumors of the gastrointestinal tact, uh, tract. However, the doses were unbelievably high, equivalent to thousand times the doses people would get in a normal diet. So, they weren't looking to say, "Hey, does a diet with this stuff cause cancer?" What they're looking at in these studies is at the highest doses that we can possibly deliver. Will these? Uh, will these? molecules cause cancer uh not in a real life real world situation just can they cause cancer at any dose and they found that they can but at thousands of times the dose of you eating a steak so um there's they do population studies population study is you do a survey you say how how many times a week do you eat grilled meat and, uh, and look and see if there's a difference between people who do a lot of grilled meat and th- those that do not. And these population studies really haven't established a definitive link between um, these uh, these chemicals and cancer in humans. And one of the problems with uh, conducting studies like this is it's just difficult to determine the exact level of these chemicals people are getting because there's different kinds of grills and and different kinds of ways of grilling. You know, our our old friend Olin had a grill that didn't even smoke. It just basically was a griddle. You remember that thing? Mm -hmm. It was just flat, and he'd put steaks on it, but there wasn't any smoke. And it's like, well, why not just cook it inside? Well, at least the smoke that he was generating was not filling up his house with smoke, I guess. So uh, for him, he wouldn't be generating as much uh, char as someone who's grilling over a high heat on a grill. So they've done a bunch of epidemiologic studies where they just use these detailed questionnaires and examine people's meat consumption. And they found that high consumption of well-done fried or barbecued meats was associated with some increased risk of colorectal, pancreatic, and prostate cancer. But other studies have shown no association with risks of colorectal or prostate cancer. So go figure. So when you have some studies saying yes, and some studies saying no, it's probably a very small subset, or it could just be overlap of the uh, uh, experimental error, and it really means nothing. So I am certainly not in a position where I'm going to tell anybody, unless you were at M- m- mega high risk of colon cancer, for example, people with maybe familial polyposis, maybe they should go easy on the charred food, everybody else, just everything in moderation you know including everything in moderation, meaning every once in a while you gotta blow it at your rear end and uh you know we just got a new grill, and we've been using the hell out of it
0: using it like crazy, we're gonna get cancer. <laughs>
2: that's, that's not, see she's not listening she's on her phone texting with somebody saying oh i did bad on my interview well she's
0: getting ready to have hers and she's nervous too
2: yeah there you go well you don't in a professional situation you don't want to be rejected period you don't want to be rejected in you know if you're single and you're hitting on people in a bar you don't want to be rejected and if you're at work and you want to go for something, no matter how trivial it is, you don't want them to tell you no. Because then you start feeling, well, why why not me? And then it starts that whole cascade. So mm-hmm. I do understand that. With this, you're not on social media and uh, I've, you... Don't get any feedback from this, so you don't worry about
1: it. Mm-mm.
2: But the feedback, by the way, is all good. But for for you, not for me, but for you, it is. And uh, so oh, those people—they
0: just saying that. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Because you
2: sound hot. Okay, that's what one guy said. She sounds like a smoke show. It's like, how can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> smoke show. I like it. All right. Well, let's take. Uh, you want to take some phone calls, and then we'll do maybe an article or something. Okay. No, one
1: thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio.
2: Okay, this is an interesting phone call, I think. For Uh-oh. inquiries,
0: oh, please contact customer service. Wait. Abnormal. The service will be stopped today. No, no. For inquiries, please contact customer service. For English service, please press 2. Hello, this is Boa Bank. Who? Your credit card is abnormal. Oh, my
2: credit card, card is abnormal.
0: Today.
2: It's abnormal because I pay it off every month.
0: For inquiries, please contact... Uh-oh,
2: taste. we better Which ca- one, Steve? We better call them better
0: call. <sighs> who falls
2: Which for this? Which credit that?
0: card? You know, these sweet little old ladies, these older people well, who...
2: Am, they call them? So yeah. I credit card
0: And it must work. Normal. They still do it. So it has to work well, for Well, your mother falls
2: for this stuff. She paid somebody... Eight thousand dollars to put plastic down in her uh, in her crawl space, and then we had Mike and Todd. For those long time listeners, yes, Magic Mike, A.K.A. He Who Will Never Defecate in My Home. Um, they did it for a hundred and fifty bucks. You know.
0: Yeah, it's just uh... so
2: it is. Yeah, people do fall for this stuff. But good lord, don't click on those things. Thank you. That's your public service for the day. Exactly. We're going to do some blind phone calls because I didn't have time to download any of them. So let's just see what we've got here.
1: Um, all right. Let's see. Hey, Dr. Steve, it's your pal Jim from Massachusetts. And someone's been eating at me for the past few weeks when you're talking about the COVID situation. And I know you're not wanting to tip your hat politically, and I get that. You know, you've probably got friends that you don't no. um, aggravate or listeners you don't want to
2: aggravate. No, I that's guess. not it. I'm obviously aggravating you as I'm reading ahead. Um, that's not it. Politics plus medicine equals politics, period. I, this is not a political show. This is a medical show. I'm interested in data and data alone. That's it. That's why. Okay. That.
1: But when you continually say as long as this situation with the vaccine doesn't get politicized, Honest to God, I think you're talking out of your ass. Mm. It's been politicized since day one.
2: Right. So let's not politicize it. That's all I'm saying. Um, people, so- people, I, I guess what he's talking about is when we were talking about um, the fact that the, that the, there is a possibility we will have a vaccine in October and people are saying, oh, it's just because the election's coming
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they're rushing it. And I'm saying, no, no. Uh, I I disagree with that because and this is my evidence. Back in in March, I looked at the phases and said there's no reason why we can't have a vaccine by October if everything goes smoothly. And I said if they if we do challenge trials, we could have one even sooner than that. And what I mean by challenge trials is uh where you give me the vaccine and a week later I come in and you squirt COVID nineteen up my nose. And uh right now we're having to do 40,000 people and trying to see if the that population has a decreased incidence of covid-19 compared to 40,000 other people in this country and that's hard to do and uh, it takes longer but if every if we got positive results there's absolutely no reason that the vaccine couldn't be out there um sometime in october and i'm just saying don't politicize that that's just science it's it's ready when it's ready no one's going to rush this because they want somebody in office particularly not the pharmaceutical companies when he's getting ready to uh try to take some of their money away
0: you know i think
2: (laughs) they're not necessarily fancy
0: is i think COVID has been politicized, but so what? Of course. That's not what we're here to talk about. Right.
2: That's right. No, So it, he absolutely. needs to call
0: into a different show, one who— <laughs>
2: Yeah, call uh, Don Bongino
0: or something. Or, yeah, just some other show who doesn't mind politicizing things. We try really, really hard to not do that, and I'm that's interested just not what we're about
2: what's, or you're about. So you got the the right wing and the left wing, and they see things differently, And uh, I'm interested in what the data shows. I'm not even going to say I'm interested in the truth because the people on the right and left say, well, they they own the truth. I'm not saying that. I'm just looking at data and what's going to help people medically get through this effing thing so we can get to the other end of it and get going with the roaring 20s. That's all. Okay. okay. Now, he, we're, we're less than a quarter of the way through his phone call, so we may
1: be jumping the gun on this. Okay. Let's see. In this country, you can go back to when it was first talked about. Remember when it was going to disappear in a few weeks and there were only five cases? well it should have but that's a whole other story but anyway so today where i have heard in the area i live in in just the past few weeks a that the virus is going to disappear the day after the election <laughs> and b i hear that too that there are religious groups in this new england area who are saying that this is all an attempt by the leftists right 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 exactly we're not saying any of that um,
2: I think – look, there's a couple of approaches to this, and then that, that becomes a political discussion. One of the approaches is you have a zero tolerance for any cases. And so you shut everything down, and you keep it shut down. You just keep it shut down. Now, talk to people who are living in Manhattan right now, and they have seen what's happened with this. I mean – The Walgreens, a lot of there's pharmacies that are gone, there's shoe stores that are gone. I mean, because
0: Kleinfeld's is gone. What? Yeah, my. Your
2: your dress place?
0: They're not um, like gone officially, but they're closed and it's all boarded up.
2: Say yes to the dress. I mean, I don't know, (laughs) but I was very upset
0: to see that.
2: So that's one way to do it, okay? So New York State has more deaths than any other state by far, even per capita. But right now, they've got no deaths. I mean, it's I'm not looking at covid.stoutlabs.com right now, but it's virtually zero. Uh, but they've done that at the expense of uh, a significant fraction of their economy. Then you've got other states where they've just said, well, hell, we're just going to let's just see what happens and then open up early. And they, you know, for a while there, they were spiking. A lot of those cases are starting to uh, decline. And uh, we'll have to see when this is all over with, which was the right way to do this as far as because you do have to balance not only the health of your population, but their mental health and their financial health. And I mean, if we just destroy the economy of the country and uh, but we don't have any covid, what do we what do we have? So. But the second that you say that, then it becomes politicized because that's a political discussion. It is a political discussion. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting questions. Well, how many deaths are you willing to uh, to uh, accept to uh, allow people to go to the barbershop, you know, and stuff like that? And you start getting into those discussions. I'm interested in it, but I'm not interested in talking about it because. Uh again, this is a medical show I am interested in. What's going what can we give to people before they get sick? Number one, how can we prevent transmission? OK, so what's the evidence on that? How can we once people get sick, keep them out of the hospital? Once they get in the hospital, how can we keep them off the ventilator? Once they get in the ven- on the ventilator, how do we keep them from dying? That's really my interest in this. And, uh, but he's totally right. It's been completely politicized, but not by us. And yeah. I'm not saying it hasn't been. I'm just saying I'm not going to fall for that. Mm-mm.
1: No. Uh, political party to suppress political, uh, religious freedom.
2: Right. I, I get yeah. it.
1: Religious gathering. I know
2: some people think that. It
1: cannot happen. So for you to continually say, mm. as long as this doesn't get politicized. <laughs> but
2: that's, uh, I
1: Okay. I've already said. I don't. My piece I think he
0: misunderstood what you've. Do what we've that. been saying the whole time. I'm
2: it, saying for us to politicize it, and and the vaccine itself. I don't feel like the timing is a political yeah. thing. Go ahead. What were That's you?
0: That's what I mean. He, he's just misunderstanding what we've been trying to do when we say we're not going to politicize it. That's yeah. all. That's yeah. it's just a misunderstanding. I mean,
2: I've been on shows where they've just tried to get me to dump on one political party or another. And it depends on what side. You know, if I go on a show that's more right leaning, they want me to dump on the left wing. If I'm on a show that's more left leaning, they want me to dump on the right wing. And it's like, let's just look at the data.
0: He sounded very angry. I know.
2: I don't want him to be mad. I want, no. I want everybody to no. like me. Okay.
1: It's just crazy. I'm sorry. And here's the I, I,
2: politicizing a virus is crazy. I totally agree. But,
0: Steve, everything is politicized.
2: No, 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 no argument there.
0: Just, yeah. just and not that is, here. And That's
2: crazy, too.
0: Just not here.
2: If you – what I tell people, my residents particularly, if you make a decision uh, in, uh, for a patient – that is not based on what's best for that patient based on the best available evidence, then you are making a political decision. It's not a medical decision, right? So if you're moving somebody out because they're costing too much money while they're being in the ICU, that is a political decision. That's not a patient-centered decision. Okay?
1: All right. do the say? you you've also been advocating well you know it looks like we're going to have a vaccine next month november yeah and that that's all well and good and god help us let's hope that's the case yes but you you don't follow through on that in my opinion i don't recall you really talking about it and the other thing, about
2: talk, what's he talking about? What's he saying? I'm not following through on.
0: So when you you just say we could have one in eight weeks, but we yeah. don't talk about necessarily which vaccine or um, why why you think that. I think is where he's going with that, but I, I could be wrong. Oh,
2: well, I'm just looking at the at look. When you do vaccine trials, you there's certain things that have to be done. One, you have to do three phases of study and. Um, and we'll go through them again phase 1 is a short study with just a few people to see if you're going to kill people right off the bat if you don't kill those 40 people then you can do a phase 2 study of around you know any uh, a couple hundred maybe even a thousand people but usually around 300 people to see if it works and your endpoint for a vaccine could be just antibodies because there's not enough people to see If you are preventing disease, unless you're going to do a challenge trial and squirt, squirt the virus up their nose, then you do phase three, which you do. And as long as it takes to show effectiveness and safety in a larger population where you're looking for small, uh, small um, differences, you know, with, with more people, you can tease out more rare adverse effects. And if all of those things go the way that they are supposed to, I, when I looked back at this back in February, March, and April, it looked like it would be possible that one or more of these could be done by late September with a vaccine hitting the market a month later if they, if they um, had all their ducks in a row and did like Pfizer is doing and have millions of doses just sitting there waiting to be shipped out you know so Pfizer is so i think it's Pfizer is one of them that's the one that that I'm in the bioNTech uh, I believe that I read that they already have millions of doses ready to be shipped because they're so confident that this vaccine is going to be effective so um that that's it you know that's uh that's how I arrived at that was just looking at the timing of the study nothing else um, that's just um, basically calendar
1: work, you know. Is, well, how long is it going to take for the United States alone? Forget the rest of the world alone to get vaccinated.
2: OK, not that long.
0: OK, so I have some information um, yep. from an article that I pulled out for you yep. to, to look at, which you did not. So um, let me pull it up.
2: OK, you want so me to the U.S.
0: Ready? OK. And this comes from Associated Press. Okay. So the U.S. is outlining a Not sweeping plan. Not some right plan. or left
2: wing organization, really, usually. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they're outlining a sweeping plan to provide free covid-19 vaccines. So right. they're they're working on when it does come out, who's going to get it. And and, um,
2: and he's also asking how are we going to get it out that quickly? It's, I mean, if look, if we can ship out Publishers clearinghouse. On one particular week to everybody, we can get everybody a vaccine. It's not, you know, we had these drive through places and people have said, you know, at least 50 percent of people said, well, I'm not getting the vaccine. That's okay, because if you remember many, many weeks back, we looked at the R sub zero for COVID-19, which is around two to two point four. And we calculated using the herd immunity calculation how what percentage of the population needs to get the be immune, not get the vaccine, be immune, to uh, get the uh, R sub T, which is the real world number of people that are transmitting disease to other people, below one. And the answer is around 55%. So some people are postulating 15% of the population is already immune. It may be more than that. If we can get 50% of the populace, to vaccinate themselves will be well above that 55 percent and then uh it doesn't mean that this thing is over that day what that means is that you're decreasing the transmissibility of this of this virus so that a thousand people with you know let's say we get it to point eight a thousand would um uh infect eight hundred and um Well, 800 and 800 would infect 640 and such and so, you know, so on and so on. Right. So uh, each one of those generations of infection still takes 21 to 55 days. So it's still going to take months and months for this thing to go away, but it will be an inexorable decline to, um, noise levels when that happens.
0: So this article says that I'm glad in, this
2: guy called in because this is fun.
0: Yeah. In a report to Congress <laughs> and an accompanying playbook for states and localities, federal health agencies and the defense department sketched out complex plans for vaccination campaign to begin gradually in January or even late this year, eventually ramping up to reach any American who wants one. It doesn't say how long it'll take. Yeah. The Pentagon would be interesting. Involved with the distribution of vaccines, but civilian health workers would be given the shots. So but then, you know, later in the article, it says only about half of Americans say they'd get vaccinated anyway.
2: That may change when it comes out. But uh, and when they see their neighbors doing it and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, I figure 65, 70 percent of people will do it. And that's plenty. That's all we need.
0: And and then later it says that questions have mounted because is the government trying to rush treatment? and and to help Donald Trump's reelection chances um i don't know that's just what it says here
2: well that the the timing look when when i predicted back in march or april that we may have a vaccine by you know mid to late october i wasn't even thinking about the election at that point at that point this thing was just ramping up we were all freaking the f out you know And uh, I was looking for any ray of hope, and that was the big one for me, was that these MRNA vaccines are so much faster to bring them to uh, fruition than it is a regular, you know, protein vaccine, that um, this is very exciting. And uh, now, all of a sudden, though, October, mid-October is just, you know, three weeks before the election. It Mm -hmm. sure looks bad.
0: Yeah. Um, so but it,
2: what, what is he now? Listen, what if the sitting president was to say, well, we're not going to um, I don't want this to to look bad. So we're going to uh, uh, not release it. it until after the election. Now, then how many people then you're going to get the questions? Well, how many people didn't get it that could have gotten it? And how many people died that couldn't be because you made a political decision? Because that is not again, that's not a a decision made. To the benefit of the patient that is so there it is therefore a political decision
0: so i think both sides need to let science yeah be dealt by scientists it's hard
2: to do nobody believes anything anymore that's the problem so and uh, for every fact that's out there you can get a counterfact oh. on social media and it that's a good thing in the sense that no one can really just sort of blow out an agenda without somebody questioning it But the bad thing about it is, is that people just have gotten into this mode where they just don't believe anything anymore.
0: So it also talks about how people will need two doses, 21 to 28 days apart. That's
2: right.
1: Um, There may be multiple vaccines
0: available at that time, but you... They'll make sure that you get the one from the same manufacturer, right. of course.
1: Right. Also,
2: that's, that's also true. There's like 26 vaccine candidates out there. We've been talking about the Oxford one because that study got delayed because they had someone that had uh, transverse myelitis. But it's, by the way, they've restarted that trial and will only know something if they get another one of those cases. Uh, if they don't get another one or it's not more than the population, then then it's, that wasn't related. But, um, yeah, there may be another vaccine that's more effective that may come down the, the pike. That happened with shingles. <clears throat> we had the regular Zostrix and then we had Shind- Shingrix come out. So some people that took the original shingles vaccine now are having to take this new one. And the new one sucks in the sense that it makes you feel like mm-hmm. like crap for two days, but it's better than getting shingles in your eye, and it's ninety some percent effective. So you may get a vaccine in October, and then in February they go, "Whoa, we got another one that's way better," and then you may go back and get that one too. I mean, this is an evolving situation. Yes. we just have to.
0: It also says. Um it won't be a sprint, but a marathon, and that um, the plan is to have the vaccine itself free of charge.
2: Yeah, good.
0: Thanks to billions of dollars in taxpayer funding.
2: Good. Well, that's the way it should be. The um, We're having Micro Fest April in Asheville, North Carolina, and we may have to cancel it again because we had to cancel it last year. But I'm trying to be optimistic that by then we'll have enough. Of a handle on this thing that we'll be able to go back and start doing some things. Micro
0: nerd fest everyone. (laughs) So, um,
2: oh wait, well he's he's not done.
0: Oh my goodness! I know,
2: no, I know. Let's go, Steve.
0: The show is only so long. (laughs)
2: Okay, we'll go a little bit further. I actually did articles. Okay, well let me see. Um,
0: Okay, finish him out. We've given him this much time.
1: Okay, okay, wait, okay. So yeah, and how much is that going to cost? Yeah, is it going to be free? Yes. Or is it going to be 100 bucks? It's going to be free. And you're going to have to do that twice to yes. get a full vaccination. Two and times zero have to is zero. year for the rest of your
2: life. Maybe. We'll, we'll see about that. That we don't know. Um,
0: I mean, there's so much we don't know. there, And there's so we much we can't We don't get we vaccinated against
2: the other coronaviruses. Uh, it, we would only have to do it again if a new novel coronavirus comes out. Because the way that the mRNA v- vaccine works should, and we will see, should stimulate not only uh humoral immunity which is antibodies but cellular immunity which is t cells and that whole that whole cascade because when you inject mRNA into somebody, it, it inculcates itself into the cells. The cells make the protein. They then express the protein on the surface of the cell, and it looks just like an infection of the immune system. So you should get both kinds. And once you've got that humoral immunity, even if you're, uh, sorry, your cellular immunity, even if your humoral immunity goes away, you should be able to fight this thing off the next time. So if you get reinfected, uh, you, you will either be completely asymptomatic or get no infection or it will be extremely mild. That's the theory. How would we know if that's the way it's going to be? So,
0: And if we do get a vaccine, say, yep. not if, but when, yep. um, it's not going to be a game changer either, is it? We're still going to need to social distance for, for a, a while, while. and um, yep. keep our masks on. So this is this. The whole thing is not a sprint. It's not just the vaccine. Yep. It's the whole ordeal could go well into twenty one. Yeah.
2: And I I, you look at terrible. We shut down March around March fifteenth and this could be substantially over by then if this again, if this goes the way you know, if all the dominoes fall into place properly. Now, if we find out that, wow, when you vaccinate somebody for coronavirus, you're putting yourself in a position to get way sicker when they're exposed to a different coronavirus or something like that, which isn't impossible, then, um, uh, you know, then we're going to have to take a step back and see what the hell we're doing. But right now, there's no sign of that. And just for this guy, who he didn't give his name, uh, to show that I'm putting my money where my mouth is, I went and got the effing vaccine i have to go get my second dose um uh in another week and a half and i did that so you don't have to because i'm an old jack off
1: you know who cares if i if i have something bad right taste right there you go you know those are the things you need to i think kind of identify because that's a different issue also okay and then on top of that, even right now, we know 25 to 30 percent of the people say they won't take a vaccination. Yep, that's OK, though. We, we address that. So we'll move that on also that. plays a big part into how well the vaccinations would work.
2: I don't know, know that that's true. We can get herd immunity with 55 percent of the people. So.
1: so anyway, I just feel you should really kind of address that without tipping your political leanings. You know.
2: OK, I, I'll tip my political leanings. I'm a libertarian. And so I despise both sides in this situation where you've got the right and the left just going at each other and they can't talk. You know, we need to be able to have discussions in this country. But now that's a political statement. So left or right.
1: But to suggest that it's not politicized.
2: Uh, Okay, see, he did. He did misunderstand. misunderstand I never said it wasn't politicized. Okay. anyway. All right. Good deal. Um, Yes. You made
0: him angry. (laughs) It's very
2: politicized and it shouldn't be. Yes. What And when the vaccine comes out, if it comes out right before the election, that was expected six months ago. So it just doesn't look good. You know, the perception of. uh, But if I if I see any sense that I that someone is rushing this along for a political purpose, either pro or against. Um, then I will say so if I see that. I said from the beginning that anyone that was, for example, this is just an example, that was rooting for hydroxychloroquine to fail because they didn't like somebody who was a politician that was, you know, thought that it was a a good thing, that person's part of the problem because we should be rooting for all these things to be successful Mm -hmm. because we all want this over. You know, anyone that doesn't yep. want this over, I don't know who who those per people would be, but they're not people I want to associate with. So we want this to be over. If somebody proposes something, uh, we should be we should be rooting for it to be success, except, of course, for you know drinking bleach or something like that. It's crazy. All right. All right. Yes. OK. Thank you for calling. Actually, that it brought out a bunch of different topics that we got to sort of riff off of. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was very good. All right.
1: Very good. Hey, Dr. Steve. Mark here from a podcast. And I catch you once in a while on the XM station there. Actually, my quick question is something about if you can talk about burning tongue syndrome. I've had the four wisdom teeth pulled. And this is what the latest diagnosis has been. And nobody seems to know too much about it or can tell me which way to go. To get any kind that of treatment. That so Appreciate the uh, information and uh, carry on. Thank yeah. you,
2: sir. Yeah, it's awful. Um, so, burning mouth syndrome is this um, thing. It's most likely a, a form of um, neuropathy or nerve damage where people get this recurrent burning in the mouth and there's no cause. You look, and they can't. You can't see anything. It can be the tongue it can be the lips any any place inside the mouth and it can be severe as if like like they drank really hot water you know or if you eat pizza you ever done that and the mm-hmm. top part of the cheese comes off and it sticks to the roof of your mouth and oh god it's awful it's not pizza not oh very good mm-hmm. okay well just be very careful when you eat it so you don't okay. burn the top of your mouth um so this um Nobody is 100% sure what causes this. Uh, if you can't determine the cause, and in his case, he had this trauma to his mouth, a.k.a. the um, uh, removing of his wisdom teeth. Uh, the condition is called primary or idiopathic. And they always told us in medical school when you say idiopathic, that just means you don't know the cause. It's the um, patient is pathetic and the doctor is an idiot. Um, the The research suggests that primary burning mouth syndrome is uh, related to the nerves of the, um, uh, of the mouth, obviously, but of those of taste and any of the sensory nerves of the mouth. But it could actually be a problem in the central nervous system. Now, it's probably not the case in this case. So some other things where you have known causes, one can be dry mouth. You can have nutritional deficiencies like uh, B12 deficiencies, uh, reflux of stomach acid and uh, certain medications, and then mouth irritation from overbrushing your tongue or using abrasive toothpaste and stuff like that. Uh, if you're over the age of 50, you're more likely to have this happen. And then um, there's not a whole lot that you can do for this other than medication. So there are uh, they'll, they'll do some blood tests. They might culture it. Uh, in your case, because you had this primary trauma, they may just go straight to uh, treating it. And um, you can use a saliva replacement if you have dry mouth. There are oral rinses that will numb the inside of the mouth. There's a medication called um, duloxetine, which is also called Cymbalta, which is an antidepressant. You go, well, what the hell are they giving me an antidepressant for? Well, just like aspirin is good for ankle sprain... And rheumatoid arthritis, it also prevents heart attack and stroke, wildly different things. Diloxetine is a decent antidepressant. It's also good for bladder spasm. But one of the other things that Jermaine did this discussion, it's really good for um, uh, neuropathic pain or pain caused by nerves that are firing when they're not supposed to be. Okay. So there's two kinds of uh, neuropathic pains. One is called allodynia, and allodynia is when you have a non normally non- noxious stimulus that causes pain, so rubbing your tongue against the roof of your mouth normally doesn't cause pain, but it does in him, so he has allodynia, okay? There's another one called hyperalgesia, where you take a stimulus that's normally as mildly. Uh, uh, painful, and now it's severely painful, so it's amplified, and that's hyperalgesia, but anyway. So he has at least allodynia, and therefore, um, uh, duloxetine, lidocaine, rinses, those kinds of things may be um, beneficial. There are some other anticonvulsants that might be beneficial, and there's one that we use in trigeminal neuralgia. Uh, that he could talk to his primary care uh, doctor about is carbamazepine. And that may also help as well, although there are some significant downsides to all these medications, you know. So uh, th- some psychologists recommend cognitive behavioral therapy to just get your mind off of it. So it, just like they do with uh, tinnitus, you know, it, the uh, weird hearing in your ears. So, All right. All right. Okay, doke. So, burning tongue syndrome. Let, let us know if you reach find something that helps. And good okay. luck. Yeah, I, that that would be. Great. You it's never miserable. think about your mouth until it starts to bother.
0: Oh, you. Oh, tooth pain. S-
2: oh, same thing with mouth your
0: mouth pain,
2: feet, and your ass, and every well, every part of your body. You don't think about it till it starts to bother you, and then that's all you can think about. Mm-hmm. All right, what you had a, an article you wanted to talk about? Well, right? I have
0: a couple. Okay, um, non-COVID related articles.
2: Yay! Um,
0: yay!
2: You don't have to wait. Hello, everyone. (laughs) It is
0: Sexual Health Week. Yay. Ooh. Give yourself a bill. I'm sure if you Google that, well, that's not. No. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. No. So I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying... No, don't, don't. Anyway, so.
2: Don't, don't play that song don't is play, what you mean.
0: Uh, you know, anywhere near me or around me or n- when I'm in the room or anyway, See, when or, or
2: uh, ever. When Jevac was here, I could get him going by talking about something gross. And I could look across to where you're sitting right now and look at the look on his face and the the blood drain out of his face and know that I was having a Ooh. successful Uh, you know, a successful moment. And with you, I just have to play that song.
0: Let's um, talk about Love Island, where they... Baby birded each other last night, and we and they almost called it, vomited. Then they
2: called it the baby bird. I wonder if they got that from opium Anthem. Well,
0: I mean that's what that is. What birds do. So, but
2: has anybody ever called it the baby bird when a human does it to another human before Pat from Monopoly you know, did it? I don't Pat Ducky? think
0: that it did come from there, and I don't know. But these I think people, Joe
2: Rogan came up with that name.
0: Maybe, but these people are young, and I don't know that they're. Would be in the Opie and Anthony no,
2: crib. but I wonder if it's if it's gotten out into the vernacular. You know that's how those things happen. You know, mm.
0: is, is some, I don't know.
2: Uh, just interesting, but yes, they were baby birding. Yes,
0: and it was and so it was, gross. I couldn't even watch it. It so, was anyway.
2: I, I puked less watching Pat from Munaki do that to Pat Duffy in
0: real life. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I, I almost did threw up on the these couch. people because they were yeah. doing
2: spaghetti and stuff, oh. and it was so disgusting.
0: Yeah, and like this. chunky milk substance i don't even know (laughs) that's what got me anyway so when i found the article that it's sexual health week the article didn't say much it was mostly just for um toys and things however um that company had a sale so there you go guys go out and google it and find it i mean i'm I'm not promoting
2: this right this week is sexual health week yes so yeah go to All those places. I'm not gonna. You you know that. You all know. I'd never
0: heard of this company, and maybe they made
2: it up. We made your mother do an ad for Adam and Eve (laughs) very early on (laughs) when we.
0: Yes, that's terrible. So then, also another article that I found is um, five ideas for how to take care of your mental health from Men's Health Magazine. mm,
2: I used to write for them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, it's, I mean, they're pretty simple things, but just everybody needs some mental health right now. And okay, so what's on number one? Reach out when you need it. Hey, people, ask for help.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, number two, don't turn to alcohol on bad days. Ooh. Who does that? No, it's, it's
2: good advice, Is that why though?
0: so many people...
2: Don't self-medicate with alcohol. It's not—I mean, yeah. drink if you want to drink, but don't self-medicate so, with it. It's terrible medicine.
0: Is that why so many people um, have become alcoholics since this COVID thing started?
2: Yeah, I want, I'd like to, i like to—I keep hearing that. I'd like to know the actual numbers.
0: Well, I, I know it's increased for us, at least. And <laughs> I was talking to someone who knows that I'm working from home now, and and I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And his first question was, so are you a full-blown alcoholic now? And I was like, ah. hmm— no, yeah, let no, me see. no.
2: Here's the Lancet Effect of COVID 19 Lockdown on Alcohol Consumption in Patients with Pre-Existing Alcohol Use Disorder. And it says: um, Two months after lockdown was declared in the UK, we did a cross-sectional telephone survey of patients with pre-existing alcohol di- disorders. Let's see what they found. Uh, it represented a risk factor for increasing alcohol consumption in people with alcohol use disorders and relapse for those who were previously abstinent. Those who do relapse or at high risk of harmful drinking, require Taylor to break. You know, that's the thing. It's just another unintended consequence. Yeah, we don't want any viral exactly. transmission, but, you know, we're going to put our brothers and sisters who have substance abuse disorders at risk.
0: what if you didn't? And what if you thought, like I did, that this thing's going to last three weeks, so I'll just drink through it. And then before you know it, oh, my gosh, I've done this for three weeks.
2: You know what? I'm going to give you one of these. Give yourself a bill. I think that was the case for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They thought, you know, hey, we're going to lock down for a few weeks. Because remember, in the beginning, particularly, they would say, okay, well, we're going to be locked down until, you know, uh, April 15th and then we'll go from there and everybody thought well that'll be the end of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you remember how alcohol sales increased during the yes, initial do lockdown? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And I wonder where that is now compared to where it was when it started. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I know I'm buying more expensive stuff. Than oh, wait, I was wait, before. wait. Is that us? Yeah, done? we're done. Okay, yeah. so
0: acknowledge your feelings to yourself. Channel your creativity and better your whole self, not just your mind, with diet and exercise.
2: Well, anyway, thanks always go to Dr. Scott when he's here we saw him this weekend we did and it was quite fun it oh boy am fun. i rusty on the bass but uh, i want to thank you for my uh, laura lee from crumbin style uh bass guitar that you gave me for my birthday You are welcome. i really appreciate it it's uh yeah i've always wanted a really nice bass and um now i have one nice modern bass i've got some nice old vintage bass as well Thank you, and it sounds amazing. Did good. you not think it sounded good? I
0: thought it did sound yeah, good.
2: I didn't sound good, but the bass sounds good. Well,
0: there were several things that might not have sounded good.
2: <laughs> well, poor old Scott. Just leave him alone. I we- didn't
1: say Scott.
2: <laughs> we can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Lewis Johnson, Paul Charsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, the great Rob Bartlett, Uh, Bernie and Sid. Ron Bennington and Fez Watley, who supported the show, has never gone unappreciated. And you know who else I'm going to throw in there? Montel Williams. I I used to be on his show all the time back uh, when... uh, uh, was it Jiv- Javen or Jiven was, uh, uh, was his producer, but anyway uh, listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, On Demand and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy go to our website, drsteve.com and uh, check out our Twitter at Weird Medicine, until next time Check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. Wash your hands. Get your vaccine when it comes out. Um, what else? Did I say wear your mask? Wash your hands. And we'll see you in Goodbye. one week. Goodbye. For the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>